You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the final Scottish Football Forums podcast of 2012. I'm Craig Eddy and I'm joined by Laurie and Chris. Hello guys. Hello. Hi Craig. Eddie, apparently you've got your surname today. I have my surname sometimes. It depends how official I want to sound. And today I'm sounding official. So I yeah. think you bailed it out halfway through and went, I'm not giving crashes a go. <laughs> no, I didn't want to put you put yous in it by giving your surnames away. I'm not sure how you feel about that, so I didn't want to... Incriminate us, eh? That's it. Well, <laughs> just in case you've got any dodgy past that you're hiding from, Laurie. <laughs> Why did you say me? Why did you say Chris when you said... Because you can Google me. <laughs> you can Google me? <laughs> uh, Laurie, I've heard all about what you got up to. Right, this is recorded on the Sunday evening, the day before New Year's Eve. I'm not sure what the day's called. New Year's Eve Eve. Just I've done that same. line for the Christmas Eve, didn't I? So I need to think of something different. <laughs> 30th of December. Yep, <laughs> oh, that. Sunday, that's what I'm calling it. Sunday evening, yep. The semi-finals of the darts are on, but I'm not watching it while I'm recording. Just, I think this is the semi-final of the, of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that's what comes before the final day, the semi-final day. What's, what's, the first, what's the first of January then? Well, this would be the third, fourth playoff, would it not? Depends what tournament that is. Oh, Some tournaments don't have a third place match. Because it's yeah. pointless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we could go down a whole different route with that. Right, so in tonight's podcast, we've got the SPL review and Chris is going to have to take his throat sweeties for this one because he'll be talking for about half an hour. We've got um SFL section I've written it down as because I don't want to use the word review. I'll mention Rangers and also any other games that catch my eye. We've got a topic which Laurie thought of and that's the best and worst of Scottish football in 2012. Quite good. We might stretch that to include world football we'll see see how we get on with that then we'll get the charity bet we'll finish on the SPL predictions and uh, well the predictor leaderboard I'll mention that as well and then that's us so Chris do you want to start off are you ready to, to rattle through your SPL games uh, I might need a week off after this but don't worry we'll, we'll start off with uh, the Boxing Day games I want a break that's what I need that, that sounds good to me right. so we'll start off with the Boxing Day games because that's where we left off last time and uh, we'll start off in Dundee, which is uh, the first of two games that day. And it's a United host St. Johnson. And Gavin Gunning gave a host a very early lead, but a Brian McLean own goal just as early in the second half ensured the share of the spoils. Not a lot else to say about that game, so we'll move on to the 3pm games. And first up, Hibernian hosted Ross County and uh, pretty much battered the visitors, but nevertheless, they still managed to lose 1-0. I mean, the only goal of the game went County's way with a whooping header from Richie Britton. Did he mean it? Who knows? Maybe game of the day was up in Inverness, though, where uh, St Mirren made a long journey. It was a well-worth journey because with just two minutes gone, Dougie Emery gave him the lead. Andrew Shinney had the host level before half-time, but Stephen Thompson put the visitors back in front ten minutes into the second half. Richie Foran levelled again midway through the half, and both teams had chances to win the game, but the pick of the chances must have went to Lewis Guy, who managed to hit the post, the bar, and the back of the net for an offside position all within 60 seconds. But nevertheless, it was 2-2. Uh, that was the final score. So, uh, moving on to Rugby Park. And it was a Liam P- Kelly penalty, which gave the home side all three points. And that came about after Andy Webster had fouled James Dayton. Hearts had much of the possession, but couldn't find their way to goal. 
And it was one extremely bizarre moment where Callum Patterson had a shot, which the keeper then gathered, only for him to be buzzed over by a defender. And apparently it's not a penalty if the keeper's already gone in his hand. doesn't matter how much you feel the guy. <laughs> Didn't understand that one at all when I was watching it in the sports scene. Not to worry. Uh, moving on to the final 3pm kickoff. Marvel hosted Aberdeen wanting to get some revenge for the Scottish Cup defeat at the start of the month. And boy, did they get it in style. A header for Tom Haitley and the first of two strikes for Jamie Murphy had them two up before Johnny Hayes pulled one back for the visitors. But Murphy's second strike came just before half-time and a Michael Higdon finish after a fine Henry Koyama run capped off a cracking 4-1 victory for the home side and moved them back level on points with Cali Thistle. But both of them four points behind Celtic who then travelled to Dundee in the late Boxing Day kickoff. Now we'll leave aside the off-field nonsense for a bit after the, the merry supporters on both sides uh, were a little too merry at times. Judges Samaras gave Celtic a first-half lead thanks to some quick thinking and overhead kick as Rab Douglas clawed away a Tony Watt effort. Fraser Foster then had a couple of excellent saves to keep his goal intact and it was Gary Hooper's neat chip of Rab Douglas in the second half which rounded off the scoring for the day and sent Celtic seven clear of the rest of the game in hand. Although obviously there'll be more to talk about with this game, what with the off-field antics and as well as Kelvin Wilson's appeal against a compliance officer pull for an elbow that even John Baird admitted was an accident as a result of him trying to shake off tugging. Tugging in the middle of the park, eh? Know, sure. Do it in your own time. <laughs> right, rather than focus on the negative, I'll I'll start off with a positive. Uh, Hooper's goal. I thought it was brilliant how he managed to control it, let it bounce, and then dink it over. Well, Rab Douglas, Douglas basically went, here you go. Yeah. You know, so keepers sometimes do it, they run out halfway. It's like, it'd be, it'd be better stay on his line, though. He was uh, never going gonna... yeah. Would you like some salt with this chap? It <laughs> <laughs> made, made it obvious. He just come out easy. I thought the, the first goal was a better goal. Gary Hooper's great technique, but the overhead kick for Sambaras was just brilliant. It was a quick thinking of it that impressed me more than anything else. Because he wasn't going to have time to turn and get the shot away. He just had to hit it straight away. And the only way he was going to do that was an overhead kick. I can't do an overhead. Too perfection. No, I never can. Not. I've scored just about every other type of goal, but an overhead kick has been beyond me. I just don't know how you do it. I just I, I fall back <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> you don't know I know a guy you... that attempted it. I know a guy that attempted it indoor. Oh, All he did was hurt his back. I've, I've, I've done overhead clearance before. Does that count? How much... Well, did you keep on your feet though, or did you actually did you fall no, back? I fall back. Not not bicycle. You know when you swing one leg and then go over. That's that's a whole different technique. That's aye. That's the one I'm, I'm trying, but no, I just can't. Are you saying do it. bicycle? Well, Samaras's wasn't a bicycle. That was just overhead. Yeah, I'm, but see, I'm a limited defender. I can't really do much. I swing <clears> a leg at it and sometimes connect, sometimes not. <laughs> right. That's enough about the, the good points of that game. And now about the, the bad points, Chris. I hear you were caught up in some violence. Apparently, yeah. I wasn't aware of it at the time. <laughs> but aye, well, you were there and there was uh, running battles on the street. There's one exaggeration I heard. Apparently. Uh, the worst violence in thousands of years was another. Apparently. I heard. Yeah, uh, pretty much every Celtic fan that was there broke the law with a pro-IRA chance. Again, yep. another exaggeration I heard. But you were there, so tell us what you seen. Right, I was there, and what I seen was what exactly what you'd expect at a half seven on Boxing Day night. Uh, a bunch of drunk for, people. For Celtic fans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't Celtic. just the Celtic fans. This is one of the things that annoys me. It wasn't just the Celtic was fans. Was it Chelsea fans? fans? No, it was Celtic and Dundee fans. Let's face it. They were both hammered. Uh, I seen Celtic, Celtic fans were setting off these stupid bangers. Aye. which I don't like and I'm told there was a bit of scuffling due to folks saying going to stop setting off the bangers 
It's just hey, you banger. Stop saying uh, that banger. Are you so. going to going to no do that, man? How? I did. There was another thing happened in the Dundee support. Well, I'd never seen the entire thing, but there was a steward had to get back up on his feet because I don't know if he'd taken a tumble down the stairs or what, but he was on the ground at one point, which maybe he was drunk as well. Maybe it was a drunk steward. <laughs> you know, I like your description of that, Chris. You've come out and you've said that exactly how you've seen it, whereas I've seen other ones where it's been the guy was assaulted. Uh, was assaulted. He was pushed down the stairs, obviously. Oh, he could have been in. Uh, I, I was in the, the dodgiest stand at Dens Park, to be fair, which is just basically a terrace with some benches bolted on there. So it wouldn't surprise me if it stumbled. <laughs> so what? Um, I mean, what happened? Cause I, I didn't, I didn't see the actual. I wasn't watching it live when all this happened. But obviously, all the reports and all the apologies from Celtic and stuff afterwards. There must be something happening, which was a bit. Yeah, there, was a, there was a lot of drunk Celtic fans and a lot of drunk Dundee fans. Was there was a urinating in the stand? That's one report. I never seen any of that. But did you hear the Aberdeen awesome. fans at Dens Park? Ah, aye. That was, apparently they were singing, "We're not Celtic. We'll push in your bum." <laughs> we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite funny, but I, I don't know had been uh, urinated. I read a story about a guy in one of the supporters' buses, he was needing the toilet and he decided to smash a bottle to pee in it and ended up oh. cutting himself. No, no. Oh, no. Why oh, would you oh, smash it? Why would no, you not just... Exactly, why not just go for it? Unless it's a really thin top to the bottle, you know, maybe it was... Target practice, that's a, that's a challenge. Oh, aye. Depends how bumpy the bus ride was, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Oh, like a challenge. Is. Better that than cutting yourself. Aye. Oh, aye. better than cutting yourself. Anyway, enough of pushing Celtic fans. <laughs> so, what, what did you think of the Callum Patterson thing I was talking about? Did you see it in the sports scene? Um, I, I was watching it at the time, the game. Um, I, I caught the second half uh, live. Um. <laughs> I didn't really think, I don't remember thinking it was a foul, to be honest. I just remember shouting at why the hell he shot with 25 yards out when he was one-on-one with the keeper. But yeah. <laughs> After he takes the early shot, I thought he'd just get clapped. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's that possible, but, but to be honest, they never usually give a foul after they've hit the shot away. No. And I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast. Yeah, but this was so late. It was like, the keeper had the ball in his hands by the time he got clapped. But that's why I think, to be honest... I just I never expect that to be given as a foul because the shots got away and I don't because it doesn't make any difference. I know what you're saying, but I'm I'm sure we've mentioned it before. But they just wait. Everyone always presumes that that's not given because he's got his shot away and it's either went wide or in or the keeper saved it or whatever. So it's made no difference. But we have mentioned it before that why is that not then classified as a foul? But I just would never expect that to be given at the time. It didn't even cross my mind to be honest that it would be a foul. Yeah, Although, I as I say, I was caught with shouting at why 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 he took his shot so early. But, uh, I just I think it was it was just so late that it actually caught my attention. I suppose so. It was just me. If if it'd been given as a penalty, I think it would be a bit of uproar. I, I think apart from Paris, I didn't see anyone really even claim. But I, no, I've been playing a lot of FIFA 13, and they've caught up with that as well. How you can get a shot away and then get taken out, and nothing happens. Previously, they used to give the penalty, but now that's a wee bit more. Real life <laughs> must must be right then. It must be right, but I'm a bit disappointed with uh, obviously the defeat. But from I mean, as I said, I caught the second half and I kind of listened to a bit of what happened in the first half. And by all accounts, it was I think Kamarnik's only shot on target was the penalty, and then it was us trying to break them down. And yeah, I suppose we should maybe have taken a few of the chances, like Paris and being one on one. But on another day, I think we could have scored three or four. So. I won't take. I'll take this one as a blip since we're actually playing the four four two and we actually seem to attack. Just sounds like it was a bad day at the office. 
Pretty much. Go to and just couldn't put the ball in it. I mean, so you're warming to McGlynn then? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not warming to McGlynn. It's like anyone. I mean, he's got decent players. He's set them out in that way. I mean, you could still blame him for maybe not... I don't know, we didn't seem to change it enough, to be honest. When I was watching the second half, we were we sort of ran out of ideas quite quickly. And we just sort of battered, just kept battering the same way, which wasn't working. You know, like it was like watching the Celtic Ibs game, which we obviously get to. You know, when you see a team having all the ball and they're having all the attacks, but it's just not working. Even though they're creating the odd chance, maybe could have mixed it up. But yeah. I don't think I'll ever warm McGlynn. If we finish second, maybe. But even then. You want to move on to the, the games on the 29th and the 30th? Yeah, let's do that. I think so. We'll, we'll start off with the weekend action where we left off with the, the midweek action at Twelton Dens Park as uh, Aberdeen were the visitors as we've spoken about already. Uh, with the, the host now nine adrift in the relegation rivals, they were looking to get the, the three points, but two second half goals for Nelm again. The first with his right foot and the second with his head. Looked to have given Aberdeen all three points, but Mark Stewart did pull one back for the home side with eight minutes to go. So the comeback was on, but it was back off again in the final minute as McGinn completed his perfect hat trick with his left foot. Not often you see one out. Nope. Uh, sadly, the three points for Aberdeen was tempered with the news of a broken leg for Andrew Considine that's going to keep him out for the next three months or so. So uh, get well soon, Andrew. Meanwhile, at Easter Road, it was a ring rusty Thomas Rogner back in the Celtic team that uh, allowed an possibly offside Lee Griffiths to get in between him and Fraser Foster and nick the ball away roll in an empty net. Celtic then toiled for the remainder of the match, but in truth, never really troubled the Hibs goal, unlike uh, Hibs, who did trouble the Celtic goal on several occasions. And indeed, Hibs may have even had a penalty shout in the second half when Azaghera tackled uh, somebody. I've never seen it in the highlights, unfortunately. Doyle, I think. But from my it. viewpoint, at the other end of the park, it looked like Azaghera had got the ball, so why on earth it was a goal kick and not a corner, is anybody's guess. That's Craig Thompson for you. However, the three points did deservedly remain with Edinburgh's green and white for the first win over Celtic at Easter Road since December 2008. Um, at First Park, Motherwell hosted Kilmarnock on the fifth anniversary of the sad death of Phil O'Donnell, an occasion which was marked with a minute's applause in the tenth minute. The visitors then took the lead three minutes later through a terrific Borea Perez strike, I can never say his name, before Paul Heffernan doubled the lead just after our mark. But Motherwell weren't done yet, as with 20 minutes to go, Jamie Murphy pulled one back before Henry Oyama probably outdone Perez with a strike three minutes later to level the game and get a share of the points. Um, up in Dingwall, nothing happened because the game was postponed far too close to kick-off for an apparently waterlogged pitch that only the referees thought was actually in bad at all. But credit to Ross County who said they're going to pay for Hearts coaches when they return for the rescheduled match, whenever that may be. Have they not done that? Was it Motherwell they did that for? They did it at the opening day of the season. They paid for Motherwell's coaches. Do you think they've uh, just got a deal? Do you think that's what it is? I think so. I think they own a bus company or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in Perth, Inverness travelled to St Johnson and it was probably the most bizarre game of all because St Johnson managed to prevent Inverness scoring for the first time this season. Uh, it also came in Inverness's only sixth clean sheet of the season as well. So nothing each there. Uh, and annoyingly, the best game of the weekend probably came earlier today, that's been Sunday, at Tannadice, as St Martin visited United. And since it's Sunday, and it's still Sunday, we haven't seen the highlights yet, because sports scene hasn't been on yet. Yep. That's the second week to know that's happened, unfortunately. It's been online. Yeah, all we do know is Paul Dummett opened the scoring for St Mirren. United went 2-1 up thanks to a penalty from John Daly and a strike from Stuart Armstrong. St Mirren came back in the second half when Stephen Thompson levelled and Mark McGoslin gave him back the lead. Brian McLean was then dismissed for violent conduct, which obviously ends a miserable week for him after his own goal against St Johnson. 
But uh, then David Van Zanten went around everything by scoring a fourth goal for St Mirren, and that goal means he'll not be spotted wearing a mankini and try to sing Madonna songs like he promised he'd do if he didn't score this season, apparently. Well, that's brilliant. <laughs> Unfortunately, ruined. <laughs> Barry Douglas did pull one back for United in injury time, but wasn't enough as St Mirren edged even further away for Dundee. That puts him 12 clear of them. That's three ahead of Ross County, while at the other end of the table, Celtic are still six points clear as a game in hand, despite the defeat to Hibs. Yep, and Bill, it's uh, probably a good point to mention how you're, you're six points clear and you decided to tell a Hibs fan that and then got a wee bit upset. <laughs> yes, there was, I was driving back for Easter Road and I was sitting in traffic trying to get one to the roundabout or some, somewhere in North Edinburgh and uh, a Hibs guy happened to notice my, my Celtic top on in the car and he sort of gestured to me holding up his finger as a one and a zero. So I thought, well, we're still six points clear, so I held up six fingers up. No, I don't have six fingers on one hand. I've got five in one hand and one in the other. Yes. You Jam- went mental. Jumbo, Chris. <laughs> Did you lock the door, Chris? <laughs> no, I drove off. I happened to drive off just at that point, so I was fine. It was only as I was driving away, I went, oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, it's good. To be fair, Hibs are doing that after they beat us in the cup. Doing a one and a zero. It's like, <laughs> come on. You're not going to start doing that, are you? Because you beat us one nil. Come on. But, yeah. Aye, Celtic were, I thought, pretty rank. I, I actually put, well, put myself through that whole game. Don't know why. <laughs> I did warn you. <laughs> I, I told you on Twitter before the game, if this is rubbish, I'll warn you. You don't have to watch it in BBC Albert. And you were watching it anyway because your game was off. Aye, I would have. I probably, that probably wouldn't have been any better, to be fair. But aye, I thought Hibs were well organised. Got Obviously got got in front. I don't know what Forster was doing at that. I, I, thought he, I, I think he was expecting Rogner to get it clear and the Rogner looked a bit ring rusty and never did. So Griffiths yeah. took full advantage of it and nipped in. I've, I've seen them claiming for offside at that goal. I've seen it on a replay and the replay wasn't good enough to tell. Uh, Liam McLeod was claiming Izagiri playing him, but i never seen Izagiri in the entire picture. So I didn't even see that it was close. But I thought that Griffiths was good. I thought that how he, he went round and I honestly thought he could have went down. You see it so often. The finish is terrific. Like, yeah, he takes it quite wide. Manage. I thought when he first hit it, it looked like it wasn't going to go in, and it managed to curl to a certain extent that it went over, went round the post and over the line. So. I liked the honesty that it was a wee stumble, but it wasn't enough for a stumble to bring him down, and he decided he wanted to get the ball more than than go to, go to deck. Really, we're always I better. Thought, I mean, you've got even though you've got a tight angle, you've got an open goal. You you might go down. Modern football nowadays, when you're trying to get folks sent off and so on, it's. You might go down and not get the penalty. There's so many times I've seen players do that. You know, they go past the keeper and they go down, and sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't. Make it booked for diving. Aye. Did you see Walcott for his third goal? Aye. Oh, aye, that was fantastic. Because yeah, everybody stopped as if he was going to get the penalty, and somehow he managed to get up and have still the ball. Yeah, he, he got filled and he went down on his knees, didn't he? And in almost in the same motion, <clears> he managed to get up. Aye, but the difference was he got he actually got forced down. You could tell that he wasn't throwing himself. He actually got taken out, so he was he, did, yeah. he was down anyway. But aye, I thought Celtic were pretty kind of devoid of any sort of <clears throat> invention at all. It was just the whole game. I was like, this is like watching Hearts and before McGlynn found out what four four two was. You know, trying to bring just the same thing constantly. And that I thought that last sad was awful. I don't know why he stayed on for so long. I thought. Like he's got to bring Watt on at no. half time for him. I just, I think one pass summed him up. He had to play about 10, 15 yards away and he just had to kind of side foot it to him and he hit it about 20 yards away from him. I thought he was, but I, I thought Hibs kind of merited it. Even though they weren't, it wasn't the most exciting games, he merited the win, which 
isn't what I really wanted ahead of the derby because they were on a bad run, you know. Almost feel like a Lee Griffiths had a, a goal drought as well, so that's um just get quite that clear in time for the the derby. The penalty claim you mentioned as well. I mean, I was watching um with some weird commentary. They didn't even they didn't even mention it. I mean, I I didn't see why there was any mention that it could have been a penalty. It looked like Izagiri just came back and flicked the ball away. But then you say he did give a goal kick, so... Yeah, that's what confused me, because I, when, there was a loud roar for the, the, the three stands, obviously, looking for the penalty. And from my perspective, it looked like Zagiri had flicked it away. So I was expecting a corner. When he points to the, the, the six-yard box, <laughs> goal kick, even I was laughing at it. Bit weird, I. But, yeah. And I was more, even more disappointed, because I wanted Hibs to lose so that we could potentially overtake them with a win. But now we've got to just try and close close the gap again. Yeah. Uh, what was Zambro's doing? Where's oh, been knee, knee over the bar after he almost a idea. yard out? I've absolutely no idea how he missed that. that was... I've, I've also absolutely no idea how it became another corner after that. Was it? I didn't. Hey? I didn't. Spot they, gave that. A, they gave another corner. Uh, the ref must have just thought, Nah, I can't have missed for there. Must have been a deflection. It was another poor performance for a referee in Scotland, and that's that's. Just two examples of Celtic getting the benefit this time, so no accusation of bias this time. Like like in Dingwall, where um, Brian's apparently oh. made a, a mess of, Or should I say, at the um, Global Energy Stadium, which... No, no one, let's call it Victoria Park. No one ever calls it the Global Energy <laughs> no. Stadium. But, aye, well, it was a bit... I was a bit shocked by it, because, I mean... I mean I, know, I mean, I know folk who left on the half-six train, so... <laughs> Yeah. It takes forever to get it down one. Like, I was up there in August, and it just it's, there's just no quick way to get up there anyway. But what was weird so, was... They postponed that, what, an hour before kick-off? What was weird was the initial check said there's no pitch inspection needed, and then it said, oh, no, we do need a pitch inspection. And then it seemed like, no, we've did a, we've did a, the ref's done an initial inspection, and he says it's fine. And it was apparently Brian's... Was it Brian's? Was he the ref? Was it Brian's or am I going mad? But I'm sure it was the ref who did the initial inspection yeah, and passed it. And he passed it fit for play. And everyone's like, oh, great, we're going ahead, fine. So then you get the team news at two. And everyone's talking about, oh, yep, who's playing, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, ten past two, it's like, no, the refs decided he needs to do another inspection. This time he said the game's off. And I'm, I saw a picture of the pitch, and I was like, please tell me that isn't the one unplayable part of it. Because it was like, a wee, there was a wee marked bit in, like, the middle of the pitch at the side. And that was about it. I don't know, I put, posted the picture on the forum. But the pitch looked absolutely fine, and then the pundits on the radio were all saying, we, we don't understand what's going on, because the pitch is fine, and the sun's out now. And nothing changed, apparently, from when they initially cleared it. You know, the sun had been out since he, from when he first cleared it. The pitch was fine and playable, according to all the pundits, and both teams, I think, so I don't... It seems... And it's not Ross County's fault, you know I mean? No. I know people are criticising... A few fans are criticising Ross County, and I'm like, well, is it really their fault if, you know, if there's nothing... No, it's the referee. If There's nothing wrong with it. The referee says, nah, we're not playing The only way to be the, the the team's fault is if they hadn't notified them of a problem and then when everyone had turned up, it turned out it was it was absolute an absolute state. But from all... Fear to get a cover as well. But from all accounts, what I mean is from all accounts and from pictures I've seen and from all the pundits and the teams, the pitch was fine. Which is why I don't understand why you would call it off. Because, I mean, you've got fans. It's not even... It's not a short trip either. Obviously, it's one of the longest trips. But either way, I'd, I'd, I don't know. If I mean, I, obviously, it's, I'm, I'm judging on what other people have said, but from, like, everyone I've heard, they say that they don't even see why it would even be considered unplayable. Not even that there was a, it was a, a 50-50 and he maybe should have given it the benefit of the doubt. 
they all, they said the pitch was pretty much perfect, bar one little patch in the middle, not even the goal mouth or anything. So I guess the, the ref's got to think of the safety of the players, and it's always going to be a I know, but decision did, if he does put it off. But I mean, but did you see the picture I posted? It did, yeah, I've I've seen it. I I, I spot that uh, Chris meant, Chris said uh, Gary O'Connor looks like he's been there. I'm not sure what that's all about, Chris. I, I don't really know why you're saying that about a. A patch on the pitch with white lines. I don't know. One thing I did, I mean, apparently someone told me that they'd also talked about in the radio, but I suggested was the 2nd and 3rd of February's Scottish Cup weekend and both teams are out. So surely they'd be better putting it on then because it's all well and good if Ross County are going to pay for the travel. But to be honest, I reckon probably at least 50% of the Hearts fans who went wouldn't be able to go if it's like a Wednesday night, because yeah. it's it's not a case of getting an hour off work, you know, <laughs> you, you need the yeah. whole day, so... Yeah, I mean, I've been to uh, a postponed game up in Inverness once, and it was midweek, and I had to get a half day off work just to make it there, and it's just, it's not the, the easiest of places to get to in a sensible time of day, but 7.45 kick-off in a midweek, Hopefully, it's a half day off work at best. <laughs> I mean, surely they'll see sense and do that, because both teams have got free weekends, so I mean... It... You would hope so, huh? You don't, but, but then we're talking. <laughs> so moving on a bit uh, to today's game, Dundee United against St Mirren, and well, apparently the team were booed off the park. The United team. Yep. Do you think that's Houston on his way out? He's not won since what was it? About nine games back against Dundee in the in August. Oh, in August. Yep. The problem is, United do often start pretty poorly. I know it's. I know we're not just talking the start now. We're talking halfway. But I mean, <clears throat> I know that we've had. There's a lot of people debating this on the forum that you know false position or it's all without the results and points in the end. But at the same time, United aren't playing completely awful. I mean, they're they're defending yeah. very well. But there's so many games where you think you know how have they not come away with more points from that? I mean, even at Tynecastle, you know, the second half. I mean, all the ball. And if you look at the SPL, though, the thing is. I don't know if it was someone being sarcastic, but someone on the BBC thing texted in saying when they went four two or when they went three two behind, top six hopes slipping away. I was like, you do realise if you win your game and win your game, that's just silly. If they win their game in hand, they're in the top six. It's <laughs> they're, they're on twenty five points, and it's like you know, yeah. second place is is potentially if they win their game in hand, second place is potentially two games away. So it's like it, it's that close. I mean, I've been saying on the forum as well, it's. Between second place and eleventh, I I could see it completely swapping round. You know, depending on runs of form, players maybe leaving or players coming in, it's just it's that open. And a couple of games, and you know, by the end of January, Dundee United could be second or third. So yeah, far- I'm sure they were calling for Houston last season, pretty much the same time. Yep, they will. And they went on a run. I think I don't think you can blame Houston though. As you say, it's it's defensive errors that are the problem here. If if Houston keeps putting out defenders and the defenders themselves keep making mistakes, how do you blame the manager for individual mistakes? Ryan McLean as well. I mean, I know you mentioned one, but at Tynca- in the space of a week at Tynecastle, he it was his fault. He gifted the Hearts the opening goal. He um he then he didn't know he didn't give away the penalty, did he? But he then missed. No, was one. He missed an open goal. Remember, he hit the post from about a yard. <laughs> <laughs> Then he scored an own goal against the Johnston and he gets sent off against St Mirren, so I caps off a bit. Oh, like no. but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it'd be harsh on Houston. He's he's done pretty well at United in previous seasons and on a budget which, I mean, I think people have underestimated that United, when they've been doing well and finishing 
third and such like they've actually been on a less lesser budget than Hearts, uh, Aberdeen, Hibs as well. I think so. He's been doing reasonably well, and I think at this point, got to give him a bit more time. McGlenn, on the other hand, even though they're on the same points, he should go. But that's the. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting to see what happens in the January transfer window because I noticed there's a there's a good thread in the forum listing all the, the players that are out of contract in the summer and John Daly for United. Oh, that's a, nice a big one. loss if if he goes and is it a risk that it's worth taking keeping him beyond January if he doesn't want to sign on? Because not only is he scoring the goals, he's a, a perfect target man, but he also covers at the back. I just yeah. time to time. I just love a good a good uh, thread. I'm going to do a out of contract eleven. <laughs> a best <laughs> the best team you can make up of out of contract players because there's some really good players in there. Could have Webster centre back, Billy Mackay up front with with Daly maybe. He's got a lot of eyes, a lot of good players at a contract. Yeah, Ryan Fraser, you've got... McGowan, right back. He's at a contract as well. You've got a, practically the, the full hearts team. <laughs> <laughs> Nay, John Sutton, though. <laughs> Sutton right there. You've got Paddy McCourt for the last five minutes. <clears throat> <laughs> You're not going to be knackered in the after two of them. Begin next month. I mean, he's got to be attracting some interest, surely. I mean... Was that 14 goals from midfield in half a season? That's pretty. Ah, uh, he's not playing in midfield though. He's playing up front. I know. He, he was a midfielder at Celtic, but for Aberdeen, he's been playing up front. Ah, but he's not. He, but he's almost like a Rudy Scatchel kind of role, isn't he? He's not straight striker. He's sort of. He said, uh, uh, he's not really the. He's got like the out and out striker, but then Aberdeen don't really have an out and out striker at the moment. But he plays that. You play like what Scatchel played at Hearts, where you like just drift the boot. <laughs> you can get the ball, go out wide, go in the centre. I mean, Hartley did it quite that sort of thing. Not quite as free, but, but I mean, at the same time, he's just all those goals against Dundee. Obviously, the third one was a bit calamitous. But. Higdon's oh. another one I think's out of contract. Is he? He's he's on fourteen as well. So I think Oyama's at uh, as well. He's maybe looking to be finishing up by the end of the season or something. Or somebody, somebody. I think it's a left poisoner or something. So they're claiming they've got a, an, a, an agreement to sign him at some point. Sign Murray Davidson, St. Johnson. We'll talk about the January transfer window in January. An out of contract 11 sounds good, Laurie. Oh, well. Right, well we move on for the SPL and move on to the SFL. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only just touch up on it. But yeah, in the first division, I guess it's Morton that really stands out. Uh, I'd, I'd focused really on Partick and Dunfermline being the, the contenders for the title, but Morton have been quietly going about their business and they had a tough Christmas period because they faced both Dunfermline and Partick mm, and came both. out on top. Yep, yep. I suppose the standout was on Saturday when they beat the Pars 4-2 and Partick slipped up against Airdrie United. So that's Morton sure. sitting two points. I'd, I'd like to say that uh, was the biggest shock of the day, but Dunbarton went to Falkirk and won. <laughs> Four, four one up at one point as well. Yeah, it was only the eighty sixth and eighty ninth minute where Lyle Taylor scored to complete his hat trick to bring it back to four three. So I, I don't know what happened with Dumbarton there because that's them only on eight points. So mm. I that's that's the big surprise. And it was Falkirk on a good run as well because they, yeah. obviously they screwed the, the charity bet by uh, beating Dunfermline last week as well. Yes, Boxing Day. So. That was uh, the end of Falkirk's wee five-game-in-a-row run. Aye, you're right. Then in the, the second division, well, surprise, surprise, Queen of the South won both their ties over the Christmas period. Oh, no, and, I, was, I was at a second division game. 
<laughs> oh, what one? I was at Breaking Our Broth on Boxing Day. Was it good? Did you have a good time? It was it was cold, <laughs> but it was it was a decent enough game, obviously, because I'm podcasting from up north over the festive period. Yeah, it was we like to go to a Boxing Day game. I don't know if he's remember last year it was the three two game between Forfar and Airdrie, where I had the lovely recordings of the fans shouting at each other. Oh aye. Yeah, I remember <laughs> but, that. Uh, there was a lot more of that. I didn't get any good recordings this time, but uh, it was another five-goal thriller this time. Breakin won 3-2, um, deservedly so. I mean, I think Arbroath saved all their good play for the Celtic game because they were pretty rotten. I mean, Breakin should have been five or six ahead before they started letting Arbroath back into the game, but a decent enough game. A thousand, a thousand turned up. It didn't really look like that when you were there, but it's oddly, it's odd because you got two stands with seats. You know what I mean? <laughs> two seated parts of the stadium and they yeah. were almost empty everyone was just along the hedge basically and behind the goal <laughs> standing so it's weird when the, when the standing's available it seems that most people would prefer it did to you have that. to pay extra i know at the rex you pay <clears> a pound you used to actually used for to the pay. for the seated um i don't think they do anymore but um i think it was 12 12 pound again Aye, that's good so what what was the food like uh, it was all right i had a I had a pie and um and I'm with Dad at a Both had a pie. It was reasonable stuff. I off the, out of the little shed at the side, <laughs> with their cups of uh, cups of soft drink poured out the two liter bottles they had there. <laughs> Very. Uh, oh, they know they had homemade soup as well. That's what they had. I had soup and a pie, which was nice. That's pretty cool. Because you usually get that, and it was quite it was quite chunky lentil soup, and I was quite it was quite nice to have that, especially on a cold day. So, I it was a nice day out. Decent game. Five goals. Disappointed to come out and find the hearts are getting beat by Kilmarnock, but we hey. should send you on tour more often. Well, right, we'll see if we can dip in see if there's a fund. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off to to Gayfield and try and catch our both Alawa in a couple of weeks. I think on the the winter break time. So I'll tell you about that. But I wish I get... your tours are interesting, not mine. <laughs> Chris, I hear you were at a riot, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did, um, so SFL right. then? Did we all? Ah, oh, that's it. In the third division, really. I wanted to. Yep. I've got to mention Rangers and uh, the original Glasgow Derby. Chris, we'll just keep it at that. Right? Well, like because that was almost as boring as Hibs and Celtic. No, I quite enjoyed it because I quite I quite liked how they were billing it as the original Glasgow Derby and it, it let them reminisce a bit. I enjoyed the way Sky Sports did that in the run-up. Yeah, it was factually inaccurate because oh, the Derby's before Rangers were founded, the original one, I mean. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard that... <laughs> the sidelines <laughs> and whatever and uh, I'm just ignoring your new club it would but, reasonably... there, was, there, was a, there was a derby in 1871 uh, I think it was a Glasgow derby who was that between I can't remember it's two clubs that don't exist anymore I see well, exactly just... they didn't count anyway they didn't count but I, I yeah you're two clubs that don't exist <laughs> I'm just putting you on mute <laughs> I, I thought it was quite good I thought uh, Queen's could have could have went ahead in the second half I don't know if you've seen was it Shockland Went uh, two on one against Lee Wallace at the back, and I think he just oh, got a bit excited, and he decided to be too greedy rather than pass it back. He should have played it back. I hit on his left foot, but I mean, it was reasonably interesting in nil nil. But it's only because Rangers were failing to break them down. But I mean, the red card was now. I I don't understand what the red card was for. Templeton was a second yellow, and he Templeton just ran into him and fell over. And to be honest, I, I know fine well that Templeton has a tendency to do that. He did it for us enough, but. Yeah, the guy was just standing there, and the kid down and ran into him and fell for. I, I, I didn't even think it was a foul. I don't know. I think it's. I think it was a foul, and I think 
I don't know. For a second, yellow, I suppose he'd done it. He'd filled the four. And I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was harsh at the end when the when Aird scored and Parry seemed to pull out of the save. He seemed to think it was going by the post, and I thought that was harsh because I thought he'd put up <clears> a. He'd had a good game. So I, obviously, I was celebrating the goal, but I still thought it was a bit harsh on him. He see, didn't deserve that. See with Templeton. I mean, I don't watch the Rangers games all the time. Now the problem with problem with him at Hearts was sometimes he'd be he'd be very good, but too many games, probably about half the time, he would just take the ball and he would just keep running and losing the ball. And every time I see Rangers, it's all he keeps doing. I don't know if it's because he thinks it's the third division, but he just kept taking the ball and he had loads of passes on and he would try and take around too many players. And it worked a couple of times, but like three quarters of the time, he just got tackled. He just ran in. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's been injured a lot, so I haven't seen him too much either but yeah the weekend there he was doing it all the time he just kept and I don't know if it's I mean he'd, he would have games like that with us and it would be so infuriating but then some games he'd be brilliant and I think if he wants to play at a higher level which I'm sure he does you know it's only we Rangers but you know it's he's gonna have to pass it more he just he just seems to want to take on I, I don't know if it's just because in his head he's thinking that they're all third division players but I just noticed that throughout the whole game I thought he kept ruining a lot of Rangers moves by just trying to run it past everyone and just running yeah. straight into them half the time. Aye, the, the Queen's defence were really good. I really oh, liked Ricky yeah, Little. Well. They defended very well. Yeah, he stood out for me. The big the big guy got sent off, is it? Broch. Ah, he, he was good. He was, I thought he was good till he got wrongfully sent off. <clears throat> it's difficult for somebody like him, though, because he's, Cause he's, he's probably... used to the third division. He's not used to players like Templeton running at him with bags of skill. Sometimes, to be honest, sometimes, I mean... I say it as a defender myself, I prefer playing against someone who tries to take it around you all the time rather than a big a big guy who, who's all elbows like <clears throat> McCulloch. You know, a, a, traditional, McCulloch. a traditional third division player like Lee McCulloch, you know, that's sometimes <laughs> hard to deal with. Anyway. All right. Bye. And then another... all found his level in the third division finally. That was good to see. <laughs> see, I like McCulloch. He's wanting. He's oh, well, be... I call him. No, no McCulloch. Oh, well, I call him, sorry. I don't know why he was doing that. I saw Rangers got all upset again at Clyde having a wee, having a wee joke as well, didn't they? Oh, happy first Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was first Christmas in the third division. That's how I read it anyway. You couldn't see it on the, the banner, but it was written in very small writing. <laughs> so <laughs> it was. <laughs> right, well, right, let's, let's face it, every club outside the Rangers thinks you're a new team. <laughs> ah, yeah. Will Rangers be boycotting Clyde in the next game? I'm just casually on Twitter earlier, just just enjoying myself, just browsing through, and then I see Chris mention Inter Sevco. It's a great name. It's got to differentiate between them and Rangers. I, tried to I, know, that you, I know Rangers, I know Inter Sevco, or whatever you want to call them, have bought the name Rangers, so that's fine. They're allowed to be called Rangers, but sometimes I need to differentiate between old Rangers and new Rangers. I told you, just call them Rangers, I'll know what you mean. No, because I'm talking about two different teams. I'll know. <laughs> Don't start this rubbish. Worse than the forum. <laughs> How many pages were on this forum now? Oh, too oh, many. It's, aye, it's over 20 anyway. Chris, if we were in the same room, I'd grab you and I'd grab your head and r- rub my knuckles across your hair. Don't know what move you call that, but I hope, hope you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Let's not get into the rest one chat again. Aye, we've not got the WWF section this We'll discuss that during the winter break. That's what, that's what we'll do. I'll watch. I've got a Royal Rumble. I think it's 92 when Ric Flair wins. Well, pretend I didn't say that. You've spoiled it now. I pretend I didn't say that, but... <laughs> right. Best we'll and worst of win. Scottish football in 2012. Enough of this wrestling rubbish. Yeah, back to the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
the best. You can't, worst. you can't have a 2012 highlights reel without mentioning Rangers, obviously. Right, okay. So what you put? Are you putting that in the best or the worst? For me, um, both. Aye, same here. It was, it was great to see Rangers die as a Celtic fan. But on the other hand, what a mess. <laughs> I think it's the worst. The, the, probably the worst thing that's happened for Scottish football is the Rangers. Just everything that's come with it because it's just... Oh, it's just it's just brought so much rubbish that just no need yep. for it. Boycotts and this and that and votes, you know, forcing clubs to have to make the decision against it, which was always going <clears> to... <throat> they were going to bring the wrath of someone, whether it was their own fans or the Rangers fans. And just the whole thing has just been... It's just tiresome, you know? Yeah, right. I, I agree. And one of the things that, that really frustrates me is uh, the whole uh, new club, same club situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, the thing is... I think club... that... So much bigotry involved in that, like me and Chris can have banter with That's it. I mean, we can all have a joke on the thing, cause I, and I, I'll I'll have a wee dig at you for a bit of banter and stuff, but too many people take it so seriously, and it we get upset about it for on both sides. But exactly, both sides, it's just so boring in the end. And then they, they resort to, but it, they just are, they just are. <laughs> but you're just as bad sometimes. You keep going, here's the next fact, which is shows exactly why... I, I, I go in the wind-up sometimes because I just say, right, give me facts. I want to deal with facts. Nobody gives me a fact other than, well, they just are. No, but boys, you, you start coming up, you do start coming up with, here's the official statement from um, blah, 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 at the company thingy saying that it's Rangers. And someone says because one a website called them the same club they are, and someone says because they said that they died. You know, The FIFA roundup of 2012 said Rangers went out of business. That means they definitely aren't. Oh, you Gives us yeah. <laughs> so I'd say that's the worst. That's the, that's the worst thing about it is is that it's going on. Uh, so far, I've not seen much about the financial fallout. Really, I think that the third division clubs anyway are benefiting. I heard Queens Park got two years worth of gate receipts from that one game <clears throat> well, against Rangers. There was thirty thousand at that game, and the the combined home attendance for the other eleven home games a season was seven thousand. So. <laughs> so, so hopefully they get that again. I think it's when Rangers come back to visit, and that's that's a massive plus for for the whole of the third division and moving forward this the second, and then hopefully the first. And I don't I don't think the the SPL clubs have suffered because of the way the the television deal went through. Because all that happened was the SPL bought the television rights for Rangers, and then sold their own rights, including Rangers, to Sky and ESPN. So the value that they agreed originally pretty much came into the SPL anyway. And it's great because... We and could... obviously Rangers have got a cut of that because they got it bought. So really the television deal hasn't changed all that much. And it's great because you see like, you know, Montrose had 4,500 people there. They'll get some TV money for it as well, I assume. Since they I were think so. Since they were on TV and it's, I, I think it's quite decent. And I've been saying on the forum, I was saying today actually, that although from a biased point of view... I'm not enjoying this season as much as previous ones because hearts have been pretty crap. But I can see that although the quality has diminished overall, and I think it undoubtedly has, I think as a as a spectacle and as a product, it's I think it's actually been more entertaining. You know, when I look at it without looking at it with my maroon tinted glasses on, and I don't think quality, as I said, I don't think quality players and quality teams always mean a quality season or quality matches. And I think I was saying it was like. Arsenal Newcastle was hugely entertaining, but it was mainly because neither side, mainly because neither mm-hmm. side could defend to save their lives. But you know, I mean, it doesn't always. Sometimes you watch a Champions League game or a top La Liga game or or whatnot, and it's it's dire. 
And I, yeah, there's nothing worse than a, a football game that you have, like it's, for example, Celtic just winning every single game, or or Dundee losing every single game. I, I love that it's it's so open that Dundee were the whipping boys for quite a while there, and then they went on a, a bit of a run, and Celtic are dropping points. Seems to be against every team in the league. They're rubbish. But <laughs> but then again, they're still top of the league. Was it six points clear? Yep. Aye. Right, I mean, you can say that about Celtic. They're not exactly firing all thrusters domestically, but they are still top of the league and in the League Cup semi-final and in the fifth round of the Scottish Cup or whatever round we're on now. Uh, and the last 16 in the Champions League, which has to be my highlight of 2012 because I love Celtic in the top European, champ- uh, European competition and I've seen us what get ten points at the group stage this year. I was good. I was originally just happy to see Celtic in the group stages. Yeah. Now, I've, now, I've, now we've made it to the last sixteen. We've won away from home for the first time in the, the group stage, anyway. Um, and there was that small matter of beating Barcelona. Yeah. And of all the teams that I've seen come to Celtic Park and lose, Barcelona's probably the best of them. Yeah, and I, I thought that obviously I'm not a Celtic fan, and I'm I'm not going to be jumping up and down for and cheering. But I thought it was good to see Tony Watt have the balls to do what he did, because better, more mature players would have crumbled in that scenario. And yeah. he, he came on and, and scored that goal, and he had another chance, I'm sure, near the end. If I remember, he did. Mascherano threw him out the road and got away with it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. But I I was pleased for a, a young Scottish boy. To, to get that goal and well really the the look on his face when he was getting interviewed at the end and he was smiling away and he was he was he really was lost for words. I it was the interview was I got read afterwards where he said it never really sank in until I seen his mum and dad afterwards. Yeah. I thought, oh that's that's a sweet guy, isn't it? <laughs> well my much rather he does that than big samaras or somebody like that. My best moment and my favourite goal of twenty twelve both happened last season. Oh, surprisingly aye. well the best moment had to be 19th of May I mean that was that was the best moment in world football wasn't it you have to you, you were saying bring world football into it is that not it Scottish <laughs> Cup final 19th of May best one best one in 2012 Zalukas a tear in his eye hearts pumping Hibs 5-1 those were the days I tell you what I would rather have seen Hibs win it than Hearts <clears> but Hearts winning it was still miles better than the stupid Champions League final that followed it that day Aye, although I didn't. I'm still better about Chelsea winning it. Oh no, I'd, I'd, that, that won, won me a couple hundred quid, I'd Chelsea win it. So. But no, my, I quite like Chelsea winning My favourite goal, my favourite goal, Chris, you liked that one, didn't you? No, oh, I didn't, no. It was never a penalty. It was never a penalty. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. It was never to be a... fair, <laughs> the celebration was something else. That's well, it's it's... the best celebration you'll see. I, honestly, I thought he was going to go right round the pitch. He just kept going. It just... I'm not sure he could have carried that big fat belly in half a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> my worst, my worst moment actually, from a, a Hearts point of view, is obviously not surprisingly the announcement we had um, ahead of the St Mirren game that it might be our last game if we don't get enough money to pay the, the HMRC tax bill. But then when I think when I think about that, it almost coupled with another very good moment, which was everyone getting together, a big attendance, and raising enough money to keep us going. So. I thought I'd mention as well, since Kenny Shields likes to... Uh, team of 2012 has to be Ross County, surely. Oh, right. Oh, we yeah, mentioned I'm this last... 40, they went on a 40 game on beating on or something like that went on. For the first division into the SPL. Even though yeah. they're second bottom at the moment in SPL, I think they've, I think they've kind of came, they came in the league and they've not looked out of place at all, really. 
Yeah. Oh, they've been a welcome addition. I think. I think the Highland Derby, especially, has been really good. Yeah. Although the best game still came in the cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. An unbelievable end to that game. Oh, just ridiculous. Uh, Derek Adams' face was brilliant. <laughs> Nothing against the guy, but just his face—he went from <laughs> being jubilant to just couldn't believe it. Some people on the forum um, contributing. Lord Bastian, I liked. He said best five-one. That was a good one. I gave that a like. Uh, uh, footyblog.net, which is Scott, who's been on. Best moment, Kelly winning the League Cup. Aye, okay, Kenny. No. Um, worst <laughs> moment, Scotland losing to Wales. Nah, I wasn't that bothered. Uh, best goal, what against Barca? And that's saying someone because he's a, well, he used to be a Rangers fan. Does he Does he support the new team? I can't remember. No, he didn't no, transfer his allegiance. Because <laughs> he knows it's a different club. <laughs> I knew that. Was... <laughs> no, he's just decided to move on. To be fair, not to be fair to him, he had shares in Rangers. The company, <clears throat> a few people mentioned oh, Rangers. I'm sure he did not buy into a company. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raymond Blair went with a couple of the same things, but he did mention the best celebration has to be Big Effie's triple cartwheel. Obviously, yeah. I disagree with that. With B. I thought it was Manyama, so I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've all made that mistake at some point. It's when they started wearing the same colour boots, that's when it started confusing me. That's what it was that confused me. Having said that, that's not quite as bad as confusing Wanyama and Joe Ledley, like I said, Norris did in a Hearts game. <laughs> yeah. Aye, that's a bit difficult. So there you go. There's a couple. Right. I, I have to say, my absolute lowest point was that League Cup final. Not because. Celtic lost it, but because I stood there and watched Kamar not get the League Cup, and my wife said to me, "There's somebody getting CPR," and it turned out to be William Kelly's dad, and that more than anything was probably the saddest thing of this year. Yeah, aye, it was. Yeah, I really, I, I guess it just brings everything into perspective, doesn't it? I, I remember watching Muamba when he was on the deck, and just it's just strange to think that one minute you're you're moaning about the little things like the wee tugs and whatever, or folk dive and whatever, and then you see that and you just think that just, just brings it back. So I, I'm I'm just glad I've never seen it live. I've never been at a game where I've seen something like that happen. Sorry, I've just killed the atmosphere of that one. It's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> right, There is one other thing I would like to say that the highlight of this year has been fan power. Going back to the, the whole Rangers thing, we've seen the fans basically dictating to the governing bodies, what they wanted, as opposed to the governing bodies saying to the fans, this is where you're getting, take it away. That's been yeah. a good to a certain extent. But also, there is there is there has to be credit on the other side of that fence where the Rangers fans have dealt with the liquidation, however they want to, whether you, whether you agree it's the same club or a different club, whatever, the Rangers fans have clung on to what's there. That's the team they're going to support. It doesn't matter they're in the third division, they're going to make that an adventure. They're all still there. Yep. There's still 47, yep. 48,000 people on this side Ibrox every week. Which is some going for a team sitting in the third division now. Yeah, you're right. Some you're right, I agree new, with that. It's For a new team to be getting crowds like that is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, but then for the for a team that's been around for 140 <laughs> years, I was at the birthday party. Anyway, the, the boycott thing, I've actually I've, I made notes that might surprise people that I made notes prior to the podcast and I sound so unprofessional, but I've actually put the boycott, boycotts in the worst category. Because Cause that was I Charles just, Green, <clears throat> not the fans. I just I just think that too many fans were, were too vocal about the boycotts in the summer, threatening to boycott their own club. What's that all about? And I don't I don't believe that chairmen should be bullied into making decisions 
And I know that in the end, the right decision was made, but I just don't think that the motivation was correct by the fans that were shouting the loudest. I think there was a lot of bigotry involved in that, and no, I just don't think, I just don't think it's a good thing. <clears throat> well, everyone was saying it for the right reasons, yeah. And the thing is, the boycott thing's now stretched into this season, where we have Rangers fans going, oh, we're not going to go to Dundee United, and then Charles Green goes, right, well, I'm a chairman, I'll listen to my fans, and we won't get tickets for it. I, I just, I want this kind of thing to end, because... I think it's just... It's That's just Charles Green football. being a ball-bag and pandering to the <laughs> Well, the, the Rangers fans would have boycotted anyway. Well, that's and fine if they did, but him... I don't think it is fine. I, I just It's not something I want in Scottish football for, no, if, if, for if, pettiness. If, if it's something for a real real reason, yes, <clears> like, see it, but don't come out with all these stupid boycotts. I'm going to boycott my own club. That's just nonsense. There wasn't that much. I think you're exaggerating that. Come on. What? No, there was, there was people saying they, were, they weren't going to go back to their own club if they voted aye, but, the, the, but the, the NUCO into the, the know, SPL, but, which but, is fair enough, because then you're saying, well, it's a new team, they but, shouldn't get in. But most of the... Why would I bother going to this? Because it's not a competition anymore. You're just doing this for money. But, I'm out of here. I can understand the reasoning behind anyway. it. Oh, sort of, yeah, yeah, there's always that fine line between where they, where they draw the line between it's a competition and this needs to be funded. But the majority of them... I mean, I still think it was a majority of them would have done it anyway. I mean, there was ones who came, it was the owners who came out before it without any pressure and were pretty adamant they wouldn't be voting any. Well, well, I, oh, I, I, don't, I don't even want to get into this again. I don't it's even... a fine line because I do agree that the right decision was made. I just don't think that the fans went around it the correct way by coming out and saying, I'm going to boycott my own club if you don't do exactly as I say now. That's, it's, that's it's, not, it's not even a boycott. It was, I'll just stop going. That's not a boycott. That's giving up. That sounds like a boycott to me. It's not bo- a boycott and there's going to be an end to it and you'll go back. Stop saying the word boycott. It's starting to sound silly. Boycott. <laughs> boycott. Is a girl caught? Is that for the girl? <laughs> <laughs> right. So is that is done for the, the best and worst of Scottish <clears throat> Aye. 2012. I'm trying to what else we could have had in 2012. The worst is how much we've been talking about freaking Rangers situation. See, it's Scottish football. Highlight for me. Why not Messi? 91 goals in the calendar year. Oh, That's no. The, the highlight yeah. for me was the end to the English Premier League season. That was unbelievable. Yeah, go on, right, I'll give you that. The, the, the Man United game finishing and everybody going, have we won? We've won the league, right? Yeah. That what last... Score? That's, that, the end to that, that, that to me... I, whenever I, if anyone ever even suggests that you know a football's rubbish, it's blah, blah. I was like, you compare another sport and you you tell me that is that is almost scripted. If someone told yeah. you like, let's make a film about a dramatic football situation, you write that and you go, aye, that sounds good, but it's a bit too much. No one's going to believe oh, it. Aye, you wouldn't, actually happen. Yeah, you wouldn't allow it. Yep. Two one yep. down. You know, forty four years they've been waiting and they just had to beat ten man team who were struggling near the bottom. And it's just, I just thought that was unbelievable. And just to score... Joey Bart taking players with him as he's trying to go off the pitch. I just, it was amazing. Then you go obviously go to Old Trafford. And the one thing I've always said about Man City is, if it was any other team with any other rival, I'd probably really dislike them because they've basically bought their way there. But because it's, because it's, it's almost like Queen's Park's only been made amazing and challenging the old firm. It's almost like, it's quite poetic because they're Man United's hard. But that, that, would, that would be my world. So I thought, I was thinking about this, and I thought the uh, Chelsea beating Barcelona, uh, and yeah. probably when Torres <laughs> went up and scored that goal, I just 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was... It wasn't so much the goal, it was the commentary. Yeah, well, that added to it, and that <laughs> was just... I liked how it clearly wasn't scripted, because Neville's done commentary before, and he's not always done that, and I think it could have sounded really cheesy, but it just he seemed to be taken over by, I guess, the moment. Oh, I, just, I can't believe anybody would be taken over by a moment when somebody scores. <laughs> <laughs> I... I mean, need to. I'll I'll see if I can find that again, and I'll I'll put a link in the the, uh, the podcast to blurb <laughs> about your Tony Watt. Here, Craig, are we going to be making predictions for the next SPL games? Because I can't find the. I've not put it up on the the forum yet, but All yes, right, we okay. are going to. Right, we'll move on anyway because we're tight for time, and we'll do the charity bet. We're tight for time. We're always tight for time. Right, the charity bet. We'll pick a. Oh Jesus! I've not even thought about that. A teammate. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll pick before, just to give you a wee bit of time to have a wee look. And so these games are on the 2nd of January. I don't think I'm going to bother with the heading, but Darby, nobody knows how that... Oh, don't touch that with a basketball. Nah, that's too yeah. risky. Although we're going to do a prediction for it well. Yeah. Aye, we won't need to, but yeah. Right, I'm going to go for Morton against Dumbarton. Oh, that's, that's brave. After Dumbarton's 4-3 win. <laughs> Morton on a high after beating like Thistle and Fairman, I can see them losing that. <laughs> that must be a blow. It's rubbish odds, it's two to seven. Right, that's what I'm going for. Right, I'm going for a slightly better one. I'm going to go for Sterling Albion to go above East Sterling by beating them. Right, I'm no. Uh, Chris, that is. That's. Oh, he's ruined it already. He's Sterling. But he's Sterling. Right. So you've got 64 for I'm, that. I'm going to go with uh, the hat trick hero, the. Uh, the bearded maestro Paul Hartley to lead Aloha to victory at home to Stennis Muir because I can't, I don't have, I've not had time to check the table, but I like Aloha and 4 7 seems reasonable. I'll go Aloha. Right, okay. Come on, we should be getting good odds with us. But it is Mick Bookie after all offers sods in the land. <laughs> <laughs> right, so if I put a tenner on because the £10 free from Mick Bookie, if I put that on, we will get £72.32 back. Oof. That's quite a lot, isn't it? That's a sweet peach. That's, that's me more. That's because you're putting Sterling in there. That's isn't it? It's <laughs> I'm putting Sterling in means... bonus. It's zero. <laughs> zero back. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's us done. Right, so Morton to beat Dumbarton, Sterling Albion away to East Sterling, and Aloha at home to Stennismuir. And then we'll move on and we'll mention the predictions. Somebody got one right over oh. the Christmas here, and it was Greg. <laughs> He predicted 1-1, Dundee United against St. Johnson. I had Hearts 2, Dundee United 1. But I wasn't... You weren't on the podcast, you didn't count, Laurie. <laughs> but then I forgot to put all the other predictions in, because the ones after the podcast I missed, I just... The only way I remember to put them in is whilst I do them as we do the podcast. So I missed them. I'm rubbish at remembering. I think the closest I got to getting in right was Ross County 1, Hearts 1, because at least I did finish level, because it never stopped. <laughs> Void. <laughs> <laughs> Right, OK, so on Wednesday, 2nd of January, you got a 2pm kick-off, St Johnson against Dundee. I don't know why that's slightly earlier than the other ones. Well, but do you know that Breakenar Broth was at 2 o'clock as well on, on Boxing Day? No one knew why. In fact, the Breakin Twitter account posted reminder of the game tomorrow, 3 o'clock, and I was like, oh, is it 3? And they went, oh, actually, no, sorry, it is 2, you're right. I was like, something, <laughs> you because know, all the fans are going to turn up at half-time. <laughs> That reminds me of the Liverpool Twitter account said that Brendan Rodgers couldn't make game because he had gonorrhea and then he changed it to diarrhea. Is that a 
actually, I, I did when I saw a, a screenshot of that. I was like, nah, that can't be right. It's not once I doctored that. <laughs> That's brilliant. Please let it be true. Right, St Johnson, Dundee, two 0 St Johnson. Two one St Johnson. Two 0 St Johnson as well. Actually, Dundee. Then we've got Aberdeen, Dundee United. It's just a new firm. Are we still calling it that? No, yep. it's no firm. Yes. It's no firm. It's just Aberdeen versus... Right, the, the no firm game. I'm calling it new firm. Right. I'm calling everybody firm. It's <laughs> <laughs> old firm coming up later. Two two. Oh, uh, yeah, I fancy a couple of goals. I fancy Dundee United to maybe pull a... Well, I say it's a shock, but... Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Dundee United. Oh, I'm going 2-1 Aberdeen. Scatchel score. <laughs> uh, but Scatchel to score and McGinn to score twice. What's it? Somebody on the forum called him a wage thief. Uh, not, on the, <laughs> not on the forum, no. It's a Dundee United fan I know on Twitter called him that. Is that after the game at Tynecastle? Um, hey, sir, he got, an, he got an assist. It was a great pass. <laughs> anyway. Right, Celtic against Motherwell. A home win. 2-1. Uh, one each. One each? Yep. Um... I think Celtic will bounce back. I'm going to go 2 1 Celtic. Is that what you said? It is. Well, I think we've got too many players out. I don't think we're going to get them back in time. But after a winter break, before most of them come back. So. Are you just going on holiday? Where is it you're going? Somewhere sunny, anyway. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I've done it all paid any attention. I can't remember where it is, but they said <laughs> that Lennon was talking about them going somewhere sunny to get a wee bit of a break. I'll stick 2 1. 2 1. Right, then we've got St Mirren, Kamarnock, 2-1, St Mirren. Two each. Mm, I'm going to go two each as well, actually. 2-2, two, two, yeah. Then we've got Ross County against Inverness. These two just play each other every every week, every second week. If there's entertaining as usual, that's fine with me. That's the cold fun derby. Live? Live uh, on Danish? <laughs> Is that not what that programme used to be called in Gaelic? Cuntas was one of them. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I, whenever I think of Gaelic, I think of those uh, the, the socks from Tune. Hello, sh- aye. Yeah. <laughs> daughter man, that's what I think. Right, I grew right. up with daughter man. Why is it? Why is it? Never doing th- it apart from Agus <clears throat> meant and. I think it's five past three because the program runs up to three and they need a bit of time to introduce it. <laughs> is that probable? I'm lost. What? It's live on BBC Alba. Is it? Oh, it's live on BBC Alba. I yep. thought it was delayed live. No, no, no. They no it's live, 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 live. Collage. <laughs> Highland Derby. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that everyone else switches off when they interview the manager at pitch side, and it's just <laughs> us? That, oh yes, <laughs> understand this. But I was saying this. I was saying to my dad. I was like, I don't understand why they've got it in Gaelic because I guarantee ninety percent of people who watch the SPL games on Alba are just fans of the two teams. I can't imagine just neutral Gaelic-speaking folk would just go, oh, Golash, oh, Ross County, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that Golash means. Just... Ross County. Probably nothing. I think they made it up. I know, I think that. they made all the words up. A Rizla. A Rizla. Right, okay. I'm going to two go each. for... <laughs> I going for two each. Right. I'm going to go for 3-2 Inverness. Oh, well, I've got to... I draw one in Vanessa, I'm going to go County, I'm going to go 2-1 Ross County. Right, and then on Thursday we've got the, the Derby, Hearts versus Hibs. What firm is this now, then? They put it at the... No, but Chris, but there is no... How, how can it be a wee firm? What's the bigger firm then? I thought there is no old firm anymore, is there? So it's... Ah, it's done. 
So this is this is the this is the old farm. <laughs> oh, this is just a wee farm. Right. So they decided to put it on at quarter to eight on a Thursday evening. Good idea for them. Can I trust the Hearts fans? The Hibs fans will be exemplary. The Hearts fans you need to watch out for. I'm going to go for three two to Hibs. What? It's a midweek game by this point because everybody's back at work, man. Thursday, aye. If I die, I'll be back at work. I'll still be able to have a beer and watch that. Right, three two. I went Hibs. One each. Just Griffiths. I want to go out in a blaze of glory. Sitting in the fence for us. One each. (laughs) Well, it's the here. Do you want? Um, the, it is the traditional New Year derby, and it's um, I, I, you have to go back as far as 1996 when Hibs actually won in the. Er, I'm going to say the early January fixture is obviously the dates changed a bit. So uh, 1996 when Darren Jackson was still in his 20s and Jim Layton was still in his 40s. <laughs> that one. I'm actually taking an extract from my program uh, article actually there, but <laughs> although. I, the paper did suggest that it was 1999 last time they won it, but that was still in December. So for me, that can't count as a New Year derby. God, you're twisting it. I was there as well. It was horrible. They won 3-0. Uh, I, I've got to be optimistic. We've got to beat them. They beat us last one. They kind of went two in a row. That's unthinkable, surely. Right. Hearts to win by three goals to one. John Sutton with at least two, maybe three. When, are hearts, when did Hearts last score three goals? Uh, Tanadice, I think. Unless... Oh, yeah, no. Aye. Right. Not in the league? Aye, Patterson scored oh. twice and and someone else. Novakova scored one. Right, that's us done our predictions. I thought I'd mention the predictor on the forum and we've come to the end of December, obviously. And the the winner, or winners, of the, the cash prize is Brian Murray and Neil Bervey. They share the, the pennies. And Jordi Girl. She finished in joint third place on 23 points, two points behind the leaders, and she'll get the £10 for being the highest-placed regular poster. So if you want to join, it's forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor, and you can well use your forum login, obviously, or your Twitter or your Facebook. Good to see a Hearts fan winning something. <coughs> Neil Bervey is a jambo. I'm away in 78th place with six points because I forgot. <laughs> put my predictions in I'm That's probably doing just as bad no as I, I don't think you can well. be oh, was that overall or was that just that's just moment? in December alright oh, oh, yeah no, I forgot a few times this month as well So I was 19th I'm 7th overall aye you're doing, you're doing quite well you're... that just means I do it every week <laughs> aye that's what we, I need to find out I need to find out the stats I'm 71st overall I dread to think what I am in December oh I'm 29th in December okay Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I thought it'd be worse right. than that. That's like top six, no? <laughs> <laughs> right. Before we go, if I'd ask about New Year's resolutions, because this is the last one. Oh, you didn't. I could have planned that. Do you not know your New Year resolution? No, it's a lot of rubbish. I hate New Year. Aye. Yeah. I'm not doing it either. So. Personally, <laughs> I'm, conversation. I'm not really into New Year's resolutions because I just decide whenever I want to decide. But for me, I've been injured in football for maybe six, seven months of this year. So I'm just going to try and get myself fit in and play as much football as I can. It's not really a New Year's resolution, but it's a plan. Sounds like a good plan. I think I'm going to take up golf more. Because yeah. I was playing, I was kind of starting to get into it, and then uh, I went on holiday and I've not been back because the weather sucks and it's dark. <laughs> so I always go up to the driving range more often. That sounds like a good New Year's resolution. Yep, right, that's a good one. And Laurie, you've still not got one? No, it's not rubbish. <laughs> well, have you got a, something you're going to do then? I've got loads of things. Call it a New Year's resolution. Loads of things I'm going to do. But it's nothing to do with it being the 
I, I just, I think this little rubbish will change it. You know, it's like Hogmanay and everyone goes, hey, celebrate the end of it, blah, blah, blah. Just the same by different date, different number at the end. No, I've got, I've got no news resolutions. So you going out then? No, I hate, I, I hate going out in Hogmanay. It's the most annoying night of the whole year to go out. If I could pick one night out of all 365 days a year, it would be Hogmanay. <laughs> uh, Chris? Oh, I'm staying on. Oh, you watch DVDs, don't you? Yep. That's a good idea. That's what I usually do as well. That's a good way of doing it. Last time ch- went... Channel 4 thing looks alright. Last time I went out... <laughs> it's rubbish. Got forced to... Uh, forced to the Edinburgh street party where you pay you pay money to go and stand in the streets and drink and you just spend half your time queuing to get into the very limited amount of portaloos that are to go to the toilet takes that long but by the time you get to the front you bees just go to the end of the queue because you know you're going to wait for another hour and you're going to need to go again <laughs> yeah the Channel 4 are doing a thing where they're having DJs play uh, I think they're doing six hours of it uh, no ads or anything like that Animax one of the DJs, I can't remember the other ones, but they've done it last year, I think. <clears throat> done it, they've done it before. Is that the Irish last year on Radio 1? Aye. Well. It could be could be quite decent. It was decent from what I've seen in the last one. That they, they I, did. I won't watch it. That's, that's my tip. Then that you can I, ignore. I won't watch it. <laughs> See, I'm, we're Scottish Football Forums podcast. Maybe we should plug on an excuse. Or should we not bother because it's garbage and has been for about a decade. Well, uh, it's, it's worth watching because you'll get the odd wee bit we smile out at it. I've never watched that for a couple of years. I be honest. Because like it, it reminds me of the actual event rather than. Aye, that's the thing. See, to be honest, 2012 in Scottish football has been hilariously funny if you're a Celtic fan, so it's hardly going to top it. That's a, a sour <laughs> note to end on there, Chris. Aye, 2012 Celtic champions. That's a highlight. I didn't mention that, oddly. <laughs> I didn't go to Kilmarnock, it's actually always quite good fun, actually. Ah, come on, you won the same amount of trophies my team won, it's not been that great. Ah, we won the big one, though. It's not it took us 38 games to win ours. How many did it take you? Twice as many as everybody else in that cup, actually, because you just kept going to replay. Aye. <laughs> right. Well, that's has got to the end of the podcast in 2012, but we'll be back in 2013. Although I don't know what we'll do, because it was... Uh, We'll discuss the games that have just passed and then we'll have nothing really to look forward to because we'll be in the winter break. Yep. I'm sure we'll find, we'll maybe need to squeeze in a topic. I'll give you an in-depth match report of Arbroath versus Alamo. Right, yeah, make sure you get a, a good note of what I'll you try need. and get. I'll get an interview with uh, Paul Hartley. I'll try and see if I can sneak around. <laughs> make it last about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, hi. Right, but I thanks everyone for listening over 2012, and well, hopefully you've not found it too boring. Hi. Have a have a good new year, even though I hate saying Happy New Year, blah blah blah. Wood. That was me blowing out them things that kind of <laughs> stretch out. Wood. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it, but <laughs> <laughs> at least I tried. You didn't even try. Right. In fact, for next. Yeah, I'm going to just drink more often than a podcast. That's my part. Never mind. Have a... <laughs> I opened my can and my... I finished my whiskey this, this evening. But it's all good. Right. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for coming on, used to. And I'll see you next Sunday or Monday. I see you next year. Uh, see you next year. Right, cheers. Bye. 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 Right.